Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome to the College Info Geek Podcast, the best resource for students looking to get ahead, but not a good resource for learning how to walk a tightrope between two incredibly tall skyscrapers. Though there is a pretty good documentary on that, the name of which escapes me. I think it's called Man on Wire. Very good film. Anyway, today's episode is going to be a short one, and it's also going to be a bit of a different one because, as you might notice from the lack of woody banter going on right now, Martin is absent. Uh, He is unavailable this week, and that's basically all I'm going to say about it right now. I'll let him talk about what kind of stuff he's been getting up to in the past week. So um, we thought about taking a break this week, but you know what? The College Info Geek podcast comes out every single Monday at basically the same time, and I didn't want to break that streak because I have the ability to sit here and tell you about things. So what I thought I would do today, since there's a lack of you know, like real content on this show um, with this episode is I want to share 10 of my personal favorite podcasts with you. So if you enjoyed this show, but you're thinking my week is destroyed now because there's nothing for me to listen to. Or if you're a regular listener and after the you know end of the episode every single week, you're like, what do I do with my time now? What else do I listen to? Um, I'm going to share what I personally listen to. Now, I also want to note that in the show notes for this episode, I'm going to have a link to a post over on College Info Geek that lists 42 of the best educational podcasts in the world. And I do believe if you Google educational podcasts, we are number one for that term. So you don't even have to go to the show notes if you don't want to. You could just Google that. Uh, So if you're looking for specifically educational podcasts, and I mean, looking through here, I think almost everything on my list is educational. You guys know me. But if you're looking for specifically educational podcasts that can teach you something new, uh, that blog post is going to be an invaluable resource for you. And I'll just give you the show notes link up front in case you want to check that out. Uh, It's going to be cigpodcast.com slash 228. Even though this is a kind of a different episode, I'm going to give it an episode numbering 228 so we don't break the streak there either. And um, if you haven't subscribed yet in Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, if you're an Android user or wherever you tend to get your podcasts, that is a great way to get the show every single Monday. And if you have the show on an app like that, usually you can tap the artwork or swipe in some direction to bring up the show notes and you're going to see all the links that we have every single week right in your app, which is really convenient. So you don't have to remember that short link there. But in case you do, once again, cigpodcast.com slash 228. All right, so let's get into my list here, starting with, you guessed it, Listen Money Matters. So uh, for some of you in the know, I was the co-host on another podcast called Listen Money Matters for about three and a half years from January 2018, not 2018, January 2015 until uh, the end of July this year, 2018, in case you're listening to this in the future, in which case, how big are the mutant rats? Um, So during my tenure on that show, I guess I wasn't much of a listener since I was the one saying half the words, but Listen Money Matters actually started in 2013 as a collaboration between two very good friends of mine, Andrew Fiebert and Matt Giovannisi. And uh, the reason, the entire reason I became a co-host on that show was because originally I was a huge listener of that show. In fact, it was probably my favorite podcast And when I lived in Ames, Iowa, I would wake up every single morning, and part of my morning routine was to make breakfast, uh, go for a walk, and listen to the new episode, because at the time, that podcast was daily. 
Uh, eventually, Matt and Andrew had a bit of a falling out, and there's history about that, which will be discussed on another podcast in my list here. Uh, but long story short, I took over that podcast for the next three and a half years. And then in July of this year, so just about a month ago at this point, uh, Matt and Andrew decided that they wanted to kind of team up again. My work with College Info Geek had gotten to the point where I barely had any time to run that podcast anymore. So Matt sort of stepped right back into the shoes that I had filled. Luckily, we wear about the same size of shoes, so it all worked out. Uh, and now that Max, ba- so now that Matt is back on the show, I'm once again a listener. So it's pretty cool to uh, have that podcast back in my feed every Monday again and have something that I don't know about. And uh, if you are looking to improve your knowledge on personal finance, on how to budget more effectively, on how to invest your money, how to get out of debt, basically any question you have revolving around money from the most esoteric questions about municipal bonds and whether or not you should get into Forex trading to the very basic fundamentals like how do I actually pay off my debt quicker or should I buy a house or should I rent, all of those uh, questions are covered in well, I want to say over 500 episodes on Listen Money Matters at this point. Um, there are new episodes every single Monday. I think they come out right around the same time as the CIG podcast. So that is, again, my number one uh, podcast sitting here in my podcast app, which if you are curious, my podcast app of choice is called Pocket Casts. And I wouldn't say it's any better than the stock Apple Podcasts app from like a technical standpoint, but... I've been listening to podcasts for a long time, and when I started listening to podcasts, it definitely was better, and I just, I kind of have an affinity for the way that it lays out podcasts, and for the video audience, I'll just like hold on my phone a little bit. I just love this grid layout here, um, and for you guys listening at home, it's basically just like a nice little mosaic full of podcast art tiles, and uh, the Apple Podcast app doesn't do that, so I don't know, kind of a... In, you know, a non-meaningful reason to use a podcast app. And I do think it costs money, so it's not like you need to go out and buy it. It doesn't really get you anything that the Apple Podcasts app won't get you in terms of raw features, but I do like it. All right, podcast number two on my list here is called Cortex. So Cortex is a podcast collaboration between CGP Grey, who is a YouTuber who makes very good videos um, on all sorts of educational topics, AI and death and colonization, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and Mike Hurley, who is the founder of a podcast network called Relay FM. And he's got a lot of podcasts that he dabbles in. He has uh, some Mac and tech podcasts, a video game podcast, and uh, weirdly enough, a podcast with over 200 episodes dedicated to pens. It's called The Pen Addict. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I just use pens from Walmart, and they work just fine for me. But, you know, teach their own. Um, Cortex, though, is very much a podcast for me because it is essentially two people who are full-time entrepreneurs, Mike Curley being a full-time podcaster and CGP Grey being a full-time podcaster and YouTuber. I want to say YouTuber, but honestly, at this point, Grey's more of a podcaster than a YouTuber, I think, in terms of hours invested. Uh, and they just talk about their work, workflows, the technology they use, all the little elements that go into optimizing their experience as an entrepreneur. And I would say that Cortex is less a topical podcast like 
say something like the Smart Passive Income podcast or the Side Hustle Show, you know, shows where every episode is, is based around teaching something or like this very show and more a conversational podcast where you never really know what you're going to get. And I mean, the episode titles don't really tell you much, like Clear the Cortex Decks, Adulting Complete, Dark Synergy. So honestly, I like this about this show because when I when I look at it, and I can't remember how frequent it comes out, I think it's every couple of weeks, sometimes, actually, it's been uh, every month or so for the past couple of months here. Um, whenever I look at a new episode title, I'm not like, well, I'm not interested in that topic. I'm like, Gray and Mike are going to talk about something, probably several somethings, and I'm going to be entertained because I like the banter between those two. And this may inform uh, some of the decisions behind how we run this podcast or maybe explain to you why we do what we do, why we have the banter at the beginning of the show. It's because I have to make a show that I would want to listen to. So we don't have like a professional voice actor doing an announcement to intro the show anymore. And we don't try to jump right into the content. We don't try to stick right to the script because I want to listen to a podcast that makes me feel like I'm with friends, essentially. It makes me feel like I'm hanging out and just having a chat with people that I like. And if I happen to learn something useful along the way, that's sort of like an ancillary benefit. So I know that the nature of this podcast means that we kind of have to skew more towards the topical end of things, but that's why we have some of the bantery elements and things like that. Uh, and Cortex, if, if you like the bantery elements, I think you're going to like Cortex maybe even more because it is more bantery and less topical, but still useful. Um, which brings me to number four on my list, which is a, or sorry, number three on my list, which is a podcast called Hello Internet. This is a podcast also run by CGP Gray. Uh, in this case, his co-host is the YouTuber Brady Heron, who runs the channel Numberphile, who runs periodic videos. Honestly, Brady runs a bunch of channels. There's a ton there. And Hello Internet is even more conversational. I would say Hello Internet is almost non-educational, even though it is in the education section of iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And this isn't like a dig at them. Like you probably will learn things from their show. But while while Cortex is, is often focused on like what workflow improvements have you made or what's on your iPhone home screen or, you know, what programs are you using on your computer to get work done quicker? Hello Internet has uh, none of that. It is It is literally just fun conversations between Brady and Gray. Sometimes they may teach you something and sometimes they may just be poking fun at uh, how much Brady likes to research plane crashes. But it is a really fun podcast. Um, it is, well, I think out of everything on my list here, it may have one of the biggest listenerships besides uh, maybe one or two. And I think that's a testament to just how good the chemistry between the two hosts is and how entertaining it is to listen to. So again, probably not the most educational podcast in the world if you're looking to like download something that will teach you a specific thing. But if you're looking to fill time and you got a long drive on your hands, it's a great podcast. All right, podcast number four is the Tim Ferriss Show. So as longtime listeners of this show will know, I've been a fan of Tim Ferriss ever since I started College Info Geek. And actually, one of the reasons that I decided to uh, upgrade my aspirations for College Info Geek from simple blog and resume booster to uh, career was that I read the book The 4-Hour Workweek back in 2011, I think. And that sort of opened my eyes to the potential of solopreneurship and all these things. And I think Tim Ferriss has had a large influence on um, that whole topical area. And 
after writing several more books, he wrote The 4-Hour Body, he wrote The 4-Hour Chef, uh, he went and started a podcast. And it is your standard interview podcast. So every single episode is going to be Tim and a guest, uh, with the small exception of a few episodes where it's just Tim sort of sharing things on his own. The vast majority of episodes are going to be him talking with a guest. But what separates The Tim Ferriss Show from other interview podcasts is that I think, number one, Tim gets some of the best guests. Tim and his team are absolutely amazing at securing some of the most fascinating, successful, and elite performers in all kinds of different fields. And if I had to put like a descriptor on his show, I would say it's it's a podcast that talks to people who are at the top of their game across all sorts of different fields. So business, health, money, uh, you know, authors, creatives, all kinds of stuff. And he's got interviews with biohackers. He's got interviews with like Dan Carlin, the the, uh, producer of the Hardcore History Podcast, which, spoilers, is on this list. And number two, I think Tim is also very good at asking questions. Some interviewers are not the greatest at asking the kinds of questions that really make guests think and that really make guests open up and divulge information that isn't just going to be like your typical soundbite you see on CNBC or something like that. Um, And as a result... You have all these really fascinating guests and you just get these really, really fascinating and insightful conversations with them that I don't think you get in very many other places. So uh, his episodes are long and one point that I want to make here is I find it difficult to listen to every single episode because as somebody who could be described as a self-improvement junkie, it's, it's dangerous for me to listen to too many podcasts where I'm hearing actionable advice by elite people because I start feeling like I have to implement all of it. Um, and maybe some of you will resonate with, with this. Maybe some of you watch even my videos or even you know our podcasts every single week and you think, I can't do all of this at once, but I feel compelled to do it because all these other successful people are doing it. Um, for that reason, I don't listen to every single episode of Tim's podcast, but when one, one catches my eye, I will dive into it and I will listen to it multiple times sometimes. I remember last year when I got really into cryptocurrency, which really isn't an interest of mine anymore, but back then uh, he had an episode with a couple of the guys who had been really kind of at the nexus of the development of blockchain technology. And I listened to the episode that he did with them for (laughs) probably three times. I remember going and taking my bike, riding it up a mountain and listening to that episode the entire time on repeat. And when I came down from that bike ride, I understood how blockchains worked. I mean, I had to go do some reading to clear up some finer points, but it was a fantastic conversation. And uh, one of the reasons for that is that he interviewed one of the people who basically helped to invent this. It wasn't like, I don't think it was Satoshi Nakamoto, though some people think that the guest on the show is secretly Satoshi Nakamoto. I digress. Great podcast if you want to learn new things and if you want to hear the experiences and the best practices of some of the world's most elite performers in tons of different fields. All right, number five. I spoiled it before, but I'm going to say it anyway. Hardcore history. So this is number five on my list, but if I had to pick a quote-unquote best podcast in the world, it would be Hardcore History. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite podcast because it doesn't really scratch that itch of feeling like I'm talking with two friends, like Listen Money Matters does, or like Cortex does. Um, But it is, in my opinion, one of the best produced and most well-researched podcasts and has been for well over 10 years. Hardcore History is one of the OG podcasts, and it's still going. Um, 
as a result of its its intense research focus and Dan Carlin's intense um, commitment to quality and just the amount of effort he puts in, episodes are few and far in between. So you cannot expect a new episode every Monday or even every other Monday or even every month. Um, I haven't tallied it up, but I would say you get a new episode of Hardcore History once every three to six months. But when they come out, they are an event. Uh, a new episode of Hardcore History now is often a five-hour ordeal sometimes. So I like to compare Hardcore History more to audiobooks than to your standard podcasts. Listening to an episode of Hardcore History is essentially listening to an audiobook. Um, and in fact, I've even paid for Hardcore History episodes. The way that he kind of runs his business, in addition to advertising at the very end of these five-hour episodes, is that after I think maybe a year episodes go into this archive and you can buy them for like a dollar each and i've bought every single episode of that show and listened to all of them they are absolutely fantastic and uh, let me just go into my podcast app here to see some of the uh some of the topics here so i think my favorite series he's done is one called wrath of the Khans, which is all about Genghis khan and uh, the mongols and there are let's see here five five parts to that with some of them being two to three hours each. So I think that entire Wrath of the Khan series is at least 10 hours of content. Absolutely amazing. There is the fall of the Roman Republic. So this talks about the entire period of Roman history from the development of the Republic until it fell and became the Roman Empire. Absolutely fascinating. Talks about the triumvirate, talks about uh, Caesar and all that kind of stuff. And then in his feed of free content right now, so there's a brand new episode that just came out in July which covers um, the Asia-Pacific War, which is the Asian front of World War II, which I have not yet dug into. He had an episode about Caesar's uh, Celtic conquests. He had an episode about the uh, Persian history with Xerxes and Darius and all those people. There was one for World War I, which, oh man, the World War I series, it, it's amazing, but it's, it is difficult to listen to because of how horrific World War One was, and I mean, you know, all wars are horrific, but World War One was particularly horrific due to the combination of uh, recently emerged modern weaponry, but antiquated battle techniques, which just it just came together to make this absolutely horrible experience. And his description and the detail he goes into talking about this. It's again, it's it's amazing and it's fascinating and it's it's very educational, but it is also taxing to listen to, to have to put yourselves in the shoes of people who go who have gone through these experiences. Um, anyway, hardcore history is it, it is an experience in itself and it is absolutely deserving of being in your podcast feed. Um, one of my favorite podcasts, and it's I think objectively the best podcast. It's like how Ratatouille is my favorite Pixar film, but I think Inside Out is objectively the best one they've made. Um, though I have to, I have to say that possibly the newest one, the name of which is totally escaping me because I'm sort of scatterbrained today. That one was also very, very good. But I think if I had to put money on it, I would say like Inside Out is their is their best work. Personally, even though Ratatouille is my favorite, it's just got a soft spot in my heart, and I love to cook. All right. We're moving on to number six here. So number six, definitely on the other end of the length spectrum from Hardcore History. In fact, I think you could potentially fit the entirety of this podcast in the runtime of a single Hardcore History episode if you picked one of the longer ones. Uh, this is a podcast called 50 Things 
that made the modern economy. This is a podcast put out by the BBC. It is a podcast that is done, so it is not ongoing, but there are 51, actually, because they did a bonus episode. There are 51 episodes, each about 10 minutes, and every single one of them details the story and history behind something that is vital to how our modern economy runs today. So, for example, we have things like passports, video games, uh, cuneiform writing, air conditioning, the TV dinner, robots, um, the Billy bookcase, which is an Ikea bookcase, light bulbs. In fact, there are two episodes for the light bulb, which I'm not sure why. Banking, iPhone, concrete. So, anything that is sort of integral to how our modern lives are run today this podcast sort of does a deep dive into those things. And it is absolutely fascinating. And in true BBC fashion, it is well-produced. So there's cool music. It almost it sounds like a documentary in audio form. And I really like the narrator's voice. Um, I would say that 50 Things That Made the Modern Economy is my number one podcast for passing the time in the car when I'm really frustrated with how long a road trip is taking. So beginning of a road trip, right? Hardcore history is usually my jam because I know it's like, okay, it's if I got to drive from Denver to Iowa, this is 11 hours. I'm going to put on hardcore history. We're going to kill three of those hours right now. But when we're eight or nine hours into the drive and I'm like, there's still two hours left and it feels like time is ticking by so slowly. The fact that I'm listening to a two hour or three hour episode of hardcore history, even if it's interesting my brain is still like, this is so slow and you can't trick yourself into ignoring how long this drive is. But 50 Things That Made the Modern Economy, it does something weird for me because every episode is 10 minutes with about nine minutes of actual content because there's the bumpers and everything. And before I know it, nine minutes has gone by and I'm like, oh, hey, I'm nine minutes closer to my destination. Uh, That's kind of weird. Maybe nobody else thinks like that, but I do. And this, this podcast is great. So definitely go subscribe to that one. Even though it is done, it is worth downloading and listening to all 51 episodes. Alrighty, number seven. So number seven is the Gary V Audio Experience, which is Gary Vaynerchuk's podcast. And I would call Gary Vaynerchuk's podcast a dumping ground for any and all audio that he produces. Um, so when you subscribe to his podcast, you're gonna get something every single day. It might be a rant that he is you know, yelling at a camera in the car. It might be audio from a keynote talk that he did this week or a classic keynote talk from 10 years ago. And I think every time he goes on somebody else's podcast, he also puts the audio from that podcast in the feed. So there's a lot there. And again, going back to the point I made with the Tim Ferriss show, I don't always listen to the Gary Vee audio experience. Um, with Gary Vee, it's a little bit different because instead of learning a lot of, new techniques like Tim Ferriss's podcast is going to make you think you need to take ice baths every day and and be in a sauna for two hours twice a week so you can speed up muscle recovery and it's going to make you think you need to take like beta carotene or something like it's it's very technical and it can get overwhelming Gary Vee's podcast is a little different for me because he essentially has the same message with almost like stunning regularity just like work and hustle and cultivate attention, all these things. Like he repeats these mantras over and over and over again. And that's great. Um, But if I listen to Gary Vee too much, then I can start to devalue some of the things that I know are more important in my life, like my personal relationships and my mental health, my free time. So it's like, um, 
there's a potential for like drinking from a fire hose with with Gary Vee's content, but in moderation, it can be very motivating. So for me, the Gary Vee audio experience is for when I'm folding laundry. <laughs> it's kind of a weird specific use case, but when I'm folding laundry, I put on something from that podcast or something from his YouTube channel and I listen to the audio, I don't watch it. And I just sort of like soak up a little bit of motivation from the guy because his energy is limitless. And uh, as as much as I would love to have you guys believe my energy is limitless, I don't think that I'm quite on the same level as somebody like him or somebody like Casey Neistat without external motivation sometimes. So I will listen to that show um, maybe once a week because I fold my laundry once a week and I get all fired up and I go do a bunch of work and then I don't listen at other times because again, if I listen too much, it's like drinking from a fire hose. All right, number eight is a podcast called 99% Invisible. This is quite similar to 50 Things That Made the Modern Economy, though there are far more episodes and uh, each episode is gonna be longer than 10 minutes. So rather than focusing on specific things that made the modern economy, like you know banking, big topics like that, 99% Invisible seeks to pick out things in your everyday environment that most people never notice and then it digs into the history behind those things. So the example that's coming to mind for me right now is an episode they did on these cow tunnels in New York City. And these are tunnels that were used back in the 1800s that run underneath the city blocks in Manhattan. Most of them are boarded up now, but they were used you know, over 100 years ago to move cattle throughout the city without actually having them go on the city streets. And there's just all this fascinating history behind how they were developed and used and then how they were kind of all shuttered up and how the subway system had to sort of, you know, be built with these in mind and had to crisscross through them, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, And let me open my podcast app one more time to see some more titles here. So, well, you know what? This is another, actually, this is another podcast where you look at the, uh, the titles and they don't always totally uh, communicate what the episode is going to be about. Oh, I also remember there was an episode about McMansions. So they contacted the the person who runs the blog McMansion Hell, and I think she's an architecture student or an architect who basically just complains about extravagant building techniques in American suburban neighborhoods and how like big expensive houses often have pillars and columns where they don't need to be just because they look cool and they're just slapped on there for no reason. So they did a great interview and episode with her where they sort of like detail why houses have all these completely unnecessary elements. And it's just, it's really fascinating for me. So kind of one of those like trivia-esque podcasts, you're really not going to walk away with it with, uh, you know, something that you're going to go improve your life with most likely, but you are going to walk away with it knowing new things. And one thing that I always like to remind myself of is that if I want to improve my life, I don't always necessarily need to go directly to a self-help improvement resource, that kind of thing. Because the brain is a fantastic connection maker. And the more things you learn in you know a wide array of different sources and areas, the more connections and you know weird little paths your brain is going to weave. And you may end up having an insight or you may end up coming to a conclusion that wouldn't have happened because you happen to read the history of how coffee was grown in Ethiopia. And then you happen to go listen to an episode about McMansions, and then you happen to go watch a video on YouTube 
talking about how to study better and you just glean some weird insight from all those three sources. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe you do. Maybe you've actually learned from all those sources and you have an insight. Um, but that's just an example. When you expose yourself to a variety of different resources, you never know what sort of conclusions you're going to draw. And it's going to be different from person to person. So all this is to say, don't limit your information intake to just self-help resources or just resources that are purporting to have a specific benefit because you may draw benefits from all sorts of different resources. And this includes fiction as well. All right, number nine. So number nine is a podcast called Money Lab. And this is another podcast run by my friends, Matt Givenisi and Andrew Fiebert. So while Listen Money Matters is squarely focused on personal finance, Money Lab is sort of their entrepreneurial offshoot. So this is a show where they basically just talk about what it's like to be an entrepreneur. They have episodes on finances for entrepreneur, how to deal with burnout, how to deal with partnerships, all stuff like all kinds of stuff like that. It is a show that is unapologetically advanced and uh, they do not market it towards beginners. I think a beginner entrepreneur could listen to it and glean some insights, but it's not like they're trying to build a curriculum for people who are just getting into the game. It's more like, they're talking about the things they want to talk about. And as somebody who's been an entrepreneur for eight years, it is, it's great for me. Every single Monday, I can basically uh, bank on the fact that there's going to be an episode that is based on something that I care about or that is focused on something that I care about. Uh, so, and it also doesn't help or doesn't hurt that it's, again, run by two of my best friends. So it's great getting to listen to them talk. It's like hanging out with them. So that's very personal to me. I don't know if it's going to appeal as much to you, especially if you're not an entrepreneur, but I love that show, hence it's on the list. And the last show on my list is yet another podcast that is no longer being actively run. So I don't think they're, and you know what, let me double check because he could have sneakily posted something while I wasn't looking. Uh, nope, the last episode came out in 2016, actually. So this is been a done podcast for quite a while, but this podcast is called The Podcast History of Our World, and as somebody who really enjoys history, I am totally cool with having a second history podcast alongside Hardcore History, and this one's actually a great complement to that podcast because while Hardcore History tends to take a deep dive on specific topics that interest the host, Dan Carlin, this podcast is more chronological um, I believe there are 72 episodes, yep, 72 episodes, not including maybe a couple of bonus things here and there, and it starts from, like, the development of human civilization, or possibly even earlier than that, I can't really look here, um, no, I think it starts from actually prehistory, going back to Neolithic man and things like that, and then it just works its way forward, so you get um, you know, you get uh, an account of the Sumerian Empire. You get all kinds of stuff like that. You get Egypt, I believe. You get ancient Hebrews. I, I think he even has like an entire, maybe an entire reading of Beowulf in there. Potential. Oh no, Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh, not Beowulf. And it ends. Let's see here. Ends in Rome. So if you want to get a great account and honestly a great great podcast starting from prehistory and going up to Roman times, this is the podcast to listen to. And then maybe you could follow that up with Dan Carlin's uh, Punic Wars series, which details the wars between Rome and Carthage. 
and uh, Hannibal and things like that, or maybe with that Fall of the Roman Republic series, both of which you have to go back into the archive and pay for, but uh, they're very much worth the price of admission, and you could always test out the newer episodes on Hardcore History to see if it's a podcast for you before doing that. Bonus ep- or bonus podcast, because I am thinking of it and I want to mention it, uh, there's another podcast called uh, it's The History of Rome. I think that's all it is. And it is... So I have mixed feelings about this podcast, which is why it wasn't on my list. The History of Rome is fantastic from an informational standpoint. I think the host delivers the information clearly in a non-boring way. The only problem I have with the History of Rome is like the first 50 episodes were recorded on possibly some of the worst audio gear ever devised by humans. And there's like this high-pitched whine in the background that just, it annoys me to no end. So... I tried to listen to that podcast, and he, I think he may have actually gone back and tried to re-engineer some of those episodes, so I might need to go dig back into the archives and see if, if they've improved at all, and maybe you could do that as well and let me know in the comments on the YouTube version of this podcast. But uh, if you can get past that, if it is still there, that is a very great resource for learning about Roman history if that's something that you're very interested in. But I would start with those hardcore history episodes along with the podcast history of our world. So that's my list. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, would love to hear your favorite podcasts in the comments of that. Otherwise, uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to give you that show notes link once more. That is cigpodcast.com slash 228 to get all the show notes, to get links to all the podcasts I listed here, along with a link to that bigger blog post with 42 educational podcasts. You're going to find most, if not all of these on that list. But again, there's going to be 32 others. So if your podcast appetite is voracious like mine is, then definitely go check out uh, that blog post. Since this is a special short episode, I don't really know how short it actually ended up being because, boy, I can I can talk once I get going. There are no sponsors on this episode. Uh, if you want to support the show, one great way to do it is subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are an Apple Podcasts listener, another great way to support us is to write a rating and review for us over on that platform. Uh, also, I'm not publicizing this too much yet because I have not yet received my sample with which to take pictures, but there is a new shirt design over in the College Info Geek store. So if you want to see that, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but if you want to see it, you can go over to collegeinfogeek.com slash merch and uh, get yourself sort of a preview. It's for sale now, so you can get it. I'm just not publicizing it until I can take some cool model photos for Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Um, as always, you can find our favorite resources for improving your life as a student over at collegeinfogeek.com slash resources. There is a link to the merch store on that page along with apps, tools, book recommendations, and our college packing guide, all sorts of great stuff that can improve your life. So check that out if you have some free time. And once again, thanks for listening. Next week, we should be back to our normal format with Martin sitting across the table from me. Until then, stay cute.